do is to hold on to his word. His faithfulness stands forever. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. This is my Yes, Lord. We bless you this morning. We know that you never fail. You will never fail us. Your word is forever. Promises, they stand forever. And so, Father, we worship you. And we declare your praise in the midst of the earth. We thank you because you're going to do a new thing in our hearts as you open us unto the Father again afresh. Thank you, Father. In Jesus' awesome name, we worship. Amen and amen. You may be seated. Praise the name of the Lord. Amen. You're welcome this morning from wherever you are listening to us. If this is your first time on live streaming, I want to welcome you once again. And uh, I know that God is going to do a new thing in your lives. If this is your first time, yeah, you can check on, on the Facebook page and you'll be able to send us a, a message to say that uh, you fellowship with us for the first time. you see a number there. Praise the name of the Lord. This morning, I want to charge us from God's word. Something I started like two weeks ago on the Wednesday Bible study about winning our battles in life or winning the battles of life. Winning the battles of life. Because we, when we are called to serve the king, we are called into a warfare. Hallelujah. We're called into a warfare. And there, 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 there are a lot of battles that will come against us, but we should not be afraid of battles. Amen. Because we'll see in the scripture men and women that fought battles and they won. Their relevance in life was determined by the battles they won. Now I'm going to say to you your relevance in life and in history will be determined by the battles you fought and won. Amen. No battles, no victory. No victory, no celebration. No celebration, no significance. Hallelujah. So we, we should not be afraid of battles. Turn with me to Hebrews chapter 11. Hebrews chapter 11 and from verse 32. You know, the, the entire book of Hebrews is filled with men and women who fought battles and who won those battles. And that's why their names are written in that book. And so, in verse 32, the scripture says, And what more shall I say? For the time will fail me to tell of Gideon and Barak and Samson and Jephthah, 
also of David and Samuel and the prophets who through faith subdued kingdoms, worked righteousness, obtained promises, stopped the mouth of lions, quenched the violence of fire, escaped the edge of the sword, out of weaknesses were made strong, became valiant in battle, turned to flight the armies of the aliens. Hallelujah. We see in this place the account of men like Samson, like Barak, like Jephthah, like David and Samuel. And it says, of all the prophets, through their faith, they subdue kingdoms. You don't subdue a kingdom without fighting. Somebody listening to me? You can't subdue a kingdom. When the scripture says the kingdom of this world has become the kingdom of the Lord our God, there was a battle and there was victory. So all these men, they came, they fought, and they won. And their name is in the book of faith. Hallelujah. The whole fame of faith, you see them there, and they became relevant. Today we talk about them. We preach about their lives. And you as a disciple of Jesus, you have been called to fight. You have been called into a battle. You have been enlisted. First Timothy chapter 6, from verse 11 says, But you, O man of God, flee these things and pursue righteousness, godliness, faith, love, patience, gentleness. Fight the good fight of faith. So what he's saying in this place, in order for you to flee the things that he has spoken about and for you to pursue righteousness and godliness and love and patience and gentleness, it will involve a fight. Are you listening to me? It will involve a fight of faith. And it is as you take hold of fighting the fight of faith, it says, lay hold on eternal life. What is eternal life? Eternal life is the knowledge of God. Knowing God, Jesus said it in John chapter 17, this is eternal life. And they will know you, the only true God, and Jesus Christ, whom you have sent. Okay? So, in laying hold and living that life here on earth, it involves a fight. Hallelujah. And you will see at the end of the life of Paul, Paul said, I have fought a good fight. I pray that will be your declaration. At the end of the day, you'll be able to say, I fought a good fight. So we are involved on a daily basis as believers in, in, in fights, in battles. Uh, uh, it could be a battle uh, concerning our work with God. It may even be your finances because God, the devil knows if you have much to give to the kingdom, the kingdom is going to spread, so it's going to try and fight you. Hallelujah. That's why you don't say things like, why me, Lord? It's not the Lord that is, you know, throwing those things at you. It's the devil throwing those things at you, but then he wants you to quit. But we aren't going to quit. Hallelujah.
Hallelujah. We are going to stand. The Bible says, having done all, stand. Praise the name of Jesus. And you, you, you need to know that God knows we'll be involved in a battle and he has designed us to be victorious. He has designed us. When we get born again, we are designed for victory. You are designed to rise on top of any challenge, any opposition, whether demonic, social, satanic, uh, or your flesh that rises against you. You have been designed by God to overcome. You have been designed to come out on top. That's why the Bible says that whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world and this is the victory that overcomes the world, our faith. So you have been designed to overcome. You are born to overcome every battle of life and every opposition that the enemy will bring against you. In fact, living a godly life will involve persecution. The enemy is going to stand against you. The Bible says in, in 2 Timothy chapter 3, verse 12, yes, and all who desire to live a godly, to live godly in Christ Jesus, we suffer persecution. Hear what Jesus himself said in John chapter 16 and verse 33. He said, these things are spoken to you, that in me you may have peace. Okay? But in the world, you will have tribulation. There will be opposition. Tribulation will come because of the word of God that has been planted in your heart. Hallelujah. But be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. Hallelujah. Isn't it exciting that Jesus has already overcome the world and he has, he has called us uh, to be occupying forces, to just occupy and maintain the position that he has already taken for us uh, by disarming principalities and powers. Hallelujah. Ephesians chapter 6 verse 10 to 13 talk about spiritual warfare. And it's because we are engaged in spiritual warfare. That's why he says in verse 10, Finally, my brethren, as I summarize my discourse with you, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. So we, we, we are going to stand against. Hallelujah. We're not going to give the devil or access into our lives, into our home and marriages and say, well, that's what God wants. No, God doesn't want it. The enemy wants it. You are the gatekeeper. You are going to stand and be strong in the Lord. And you will be strong in the power of his might. Hallelujah. Praise the name of Jesus. And you know something? We do exploit as we overcome and win our battles. The Bible says they that do know their God, they shall be strong and they will do exploits. As we overcome our battles, that's how exploits happen. When you overcome that challenge in your life against your work with God, against your marriage, against your finances, you will be able to do exploits with the knowledge of God. You overcome not by compromise, but by the knowledge of God. And as you overcome by the knowledge of God, what happened? You do exploit. You do amazing things. Number two, the battles we win will become our testimonies. 
the battles we win become our testimony. Number three, the battles we win become our point of reference. The battles you win become our point of reference. You know this year, as we're turning to this year, the Lord spoke to us and said, is our year of winning strikes. That means there'll be opposition. That means there'll be troubles. Hallelujah. That means the, the road will be, will be rough and tough, but in spite of whatever we face, we have been promised victory. Hallelujah. So we don't come up with why me, I don't know why. Why is it only me? Yes, it's you because you are designed to be victorious. It's you because you have a destiny to fulfill. It's you because God has a call upon your life. And you are going to fulfill that call. The devil can't stop it. The powers of darkness can't stop it. And if you will take your stand in the word of God and in the name of Jesus, you will be able to resist the devil in faith and he will flee from you. Can somebody shout hallelujah? Oh, glory to God. So surely our year of winning strides. Okay? So we, we said the battles we win will become our point of reference. And we become a more effective witness in the areas we have won our battles. Let me say it again. You become a more effective witness in the area we, you have won your battles. When you have won your battles in the area of your marriage, you become an effective witness of Jesus in the midst of no values in the world. The people that still keep the values and the sanctity of marriage. Hallelujah. And they did it because they put their faith in the word of God. Amen. Praise God. Let me tell you this. The battles you win will become your platform for promotion. There's no promotion without passing the test. And when you are faced with a test, it's an opportunity for promotion. And so, focus your mind on the promotion ahead and be strengthened by the Spirit of God on the inside of you to fight those battles and to win. Hallelujah. Think of these guys, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in Daniel chapter 3. You know, in, in, in Daniel chapter 1, they, they all came together. Daniel was the leader and he called these guys and they proposed in their heart. Daniel received the the initiative by the spirit and he called these companions and they, 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 they came together and they proposed not to defy themselves with the king's portion of food and so the king tested them and eventually as the king tested them they were far far better hallelujah and then they stayed in that place and continue to grow in their work with the Lord. And at a season, these guys need to go into a new level. You are going into a new level. <laughs> COVID-19 or no COVID-19, you are going into a new level. No matter how tough it is and how rough it may become, I say you are going into a new level. Because of your faith in the name of Jesus and in the word of God 
and the Spirit of God that will raise a standard on the inside of you. So, this man refused to bow to the golden image that Nebuchadnezzar has put up. And the punishment that was that they were going to be burnt. But this man refused. And, in, and they said in verse 16, they said, Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego answered and said to the king, O Nebuchadnezzar, we have no need to answer you in this matter. If that is the case, our God whom we serve is able to deliver us from the burning fiery furnace and he will deliver us from your hand, O king. They made a declaration. They stood for their God. Our God whom we serve will deliver us. And in verse 21 and 22, the battle became hotter. In fact, it looks like the worst has come. Glory to God. It looks like the worst has come. And they took this man, and the Bible said they burned them in their coats, in their trousers, in their turbans, and other garments, and they throw them into the fire. In fact, the flames killed those people who threw them. But ladies and gentlemen, they won their battle. I said they won their battle. Hallelujah. In verse 24 to 27, the Bible told us, Nebuchadnezzar came in on haste and he said, didn't we throw three men inside? I can see four men walking. You will walk in the midst of your fire. Because the Son of God is in the midst of that fire. And he is the consuming fire. He is the consuming fire that consumes all other fires. Any fire that may be on your way is a lesser fire. I say any fire that may be on your way is a lesser fire. Because it says when you go through it, it will not burn you. Praise the name of Jesus. Huh? And any water you go through, it will not drown you because it's a letter water. There is the river of life that runs on the inside of you. That overrules and overturns every lesser water of troubles huh, that will come your way. So he called these guys. Huh? We, we put three men in. I can see four men. And they are walking as if they were not hot. And I saw the fourth man, and his appearance is like what? The Son of God. And he called them out. Hallelujah. And promotion came. Promotion will come your way. In the name of Jesus. In verse 28, Nebuchadnezzar spoke, saying, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. You want somebody to be saying, God is your God, as you pass the test. They will pray like that. Amen. The God of this is my God. You know, he said, Blessed be the God of Shadrach, of Mezach, and Abednego, who sent his angel and delivered his servant who trusted in him. And they have frustrated the king's word. You will frustrate every word that is contrary to the word of God in your life. And he says, They did not yield their bodies, and they should not serve nor worship all the God. And then in verse 30, then the king promoted Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego in the province of Babylon because they won their battles. Are you listening to me? They won their battles. So that there are battles ahead of you. But you are not alone because the master is on the inside of you. And the master is going to help you. And you will be able to do all things. Don't be afraid to fight. 
Don't be afraid to take your, your stand. Don't think you are alone in that battle. Multitudes of people are going through their own battles. But you must overcome. You are designed to overcome. And you will overcome in the name of Jesus. Let's look at some of the principles that, that will help us to in overcoming the battles of life. The first one I spoke about two weeks ago, I'll speak about it again, is you need to identify your true enemy. There's a need to identify your true enemy. If you don't identify your true enemy, you will fight wrong battles. Are you listening to me? You will fight wrong targets. You will fight wrong battles. All your attention will be on wrong targets. And at the end of the day, the enemy you are fighting is going to escape. Many times we focus on people as our enemy. That person hates me. That person does not want me to succeed. You see, they are not the ones. The demonic forces behind them that is pushing them to do some of the things they are they're doing against your purpose is what you need to handle. Are you listening to me? That's why Ephesians 6, 12 to 13 says, We do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against what? Principalities, against powers, against rulers of the darkness of this age, against spiritual hosts of wickedness and the heavenly places. So even COVID-19 is by demonic forces. Are you listening to me? The devil come to steal, to kill, and to destroy. Jesus said, I've come that they might have life and have it more abundantly. That's what Jesus stood for. Praise God. So he says, we do not stand against flesh and blood, but against principalities. And he says, therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day. That means there are evil day. Jesus even spoke about evil day. But it doesn't matter the evil day. The brighter morning star is greater than the evil day. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, having done all, cry, cry, weep, look for self-pity. Stand. Having done all, to stand. Stand therefore. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, from this place, we can always see that our arch enemy will always be the devil. Are you listening to me? He is an unrepentant enemy. Are you listening to me? And he only understands the language of force. So our hack enemy will always be the devil and his gods. He may use human beings. He may use other things. But then he is behind everything. Hallelujah. That's why the Bible says we should cast out demons. That's why we need to take our authority. And we also see that this world system is designed to be an enemy. Are you listening to me? To be an enemy of righteousness. The way the financial system of the world is designed is designed to be an enemy. The worldly system is an enemy. That's why the Bible calls Satan the God of this age. The God of the system. The God of this world. Okay? He's not the God of the half. The half is the Lord and the fullness thereof. But he's the God of the system that runs. 
Yeah, they, they said the more crazy is the best form of government that man can produce, but it's lesser than what God wants. Are you listening to me? But it's still what a man can have, because it doesn't mean you're going to have the best. Many people can be wrong. Amen. Hallelujah. So the worldly system will be an enemy. And that's why we, we overcame the world by, 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 the, by the word of God, by our faith. The Bible says in 1 John chapter 2, verse 15, do not love the world. He's not saying don't love the people. Because for God so loved the world. The world in that is the people, not the system. Are you listening to me? Do not love the world or the things in the world. If anyone loves the world, the love of the Father is not in him. And he said, all that is in the world is what? The lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world is passing away. And the lust of it, but he who does the will of God will abide forever. Hallelujah. So the system of the world will fight the nature of God in you. Will fight your work with God. Then you need to know how to take your stand. But thank God, be of good cheer. Jesus said, I have overcome the world. Amen. And one that is most dangerous to spoke about is your flesh. Your flesh is unregenerated. Your flesh is unregenerated. It will be changed when the Lord comes. Okay? And your flesh is still going to try to do the old things and fight the purpose of God. And this is where many people fail because they don't see their flesh as an enemy. And we saw from 1 Corinthians chapter 9, verse 26, Paul said, Therefore I run thus, not with uncertainty. Thus I fight, not as one who beats the hair, but I discipline my body and bring it into what? Subjection, lest when I have preached to others, I myself should become disqualified. So in other words, uh, uh, your flesh can stand against you. And you must know how to put it under subjection. Praise the name of Jesus. It is important for you to identify the true enemy so that you can fight with the right weapons. The scripture says, even though we walk in the flesh, we do not war after the flesh. For the weapons of our warfare, they are not what? They are not carnal. They are not man-made. But they are mighty through God for pulling down strongholds, casting down arguments or imagination, and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, and bringing every thought into captivity to the obedience of Christ. I spoke about obedience on Wednesday. Hallelujah. Bringing every thought that rises in you, in your mindset, bring them into captivity to the obedience of Christ. Amen. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1 to 2, we can see Jehoshaphat involved in a battle that will lead to promotion, increase, and enlargement. And uh, he identified the true enemy. The scripture says in uh, 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 1, 
It happened after this that the people of Moab were the people of Ammon and others with them besides the Ammonites came to battle against Jehoshaphat. Then some came and told Jehoshaphat, saying, A great multitude is coming against you from beyond the sea, from Syria, and they are in Azan Zotama. So he knew the Moabites, the Ammonites, they came together with some other tribes to fight him. Hallelujah. Praise God. And he knew he doesn't have enough capacity naturally to fight this battle. So he needed to trust the Lord to fight. Amen. So we're saying you need to identify your true enemy. And number two, don't let your emotion nor your circumstances nor your feelings control you. Don't let your emotion nor your circumstances nor your feelings control you. In the midst of battles, your emotion will rise high your feelings may be good or bad, but you don't subject yourself to allow your emotion to control you. Why? Because uh, emotions many times will be deceptive of the true things that God wants to do. Hallelujah. Emotions will rise, but you are taking your stand on the word of God. Amen. You don't allow it to drive you to make decisions. You don't allow it to push you in your decisions. In 2 Chronicles chapter 20, verse 3, when Jehoshaphat heard that, the Bible says, and Jehoshaphat feared. He became afraid. It's a natural response. It's a natural reaction to the opposition. The scripture says he feared. But then, he did not allow that fear to control him. The scripture says he set himself to seek the Lord and proclaim a fast throughout all Judea. Hallelujah. He didn't start negotiating out of fear. He didn't start saying, okay, let's appeal to them. We don't know what to do. Natural reaction of fear would have paralyzed him. You know, fear can be very bad. It's a spirit and it also can, can attack your emotions. I remember one time we were driving on Lagos Expressway. I think around 7 p.m. And then we saw armed robbers. And I can see trailers. I mean, trying to turn and running, and those people were running to the bush. And I was like, ah, with this trailer, you just overrun everybody, just clear them once. And you know, the guy that was driving, when he got a place to stop, he wanted to turn back. And, and, and he couldn't find the reverse gear again. And he was touching everything. I was sitting in front. He was slapping my head. I said, this is reverse. He was. Hallelujah. 
I know we can all laugh now, but when you are in the midst of it, he was paralyzed. And they were almost getting to us before he was able to swap the guy into the bush and turn. That's how bad fear can be. Hallelujah. But the Bible says, God has not given us the spirit of fear. But the spirit of power and love and of a sound mind. It will come, but then you will not allow it to control you to make decision. I call it pressing panic button. You won't allow it to make you to press panic button. Many times the enemy wants you to react and take decision in anger. But you are going to take your stand and say, no, I'm not taking that decision in anger. I'm a child of the most high. Praise God. Amen. And thirdly, no matter how tough the battle is, run to God. Let any battle make you run to God, not away from Him. No matter how tough, no matter how deadly, run to God. Let God be your first line of defense, your second line of defense, and your last line of defense. Are you listening to me? The Bible says in 2 Chronicles 20 verse 3, And Jehoshaphat feared, but he set himself to seek the Lord. He ran to the Lord. He proclaimed a fast. Many times what happened is, many of us we run to man, and run to the systems of the world and it's only when they cannot help us that we not ah God where are you are you listening to me remember the case of Ezekiah in 2nd Kings chapter 18 verse 13 to 16 Sennacherib king of Assyria attacked him the Bible says he came up against all the fortified cities of Judah and took them. And look at what Ezekiah did. Then Ezekiah, king of Judah, sent to the king of Assyria at Lachishay, I have done wrong. Turn away from me. Whatever you impose on me, I will pay. Hello? That's where I first missed it. And the king of Assyria has seized King Ezekiah. King of Judah, 300 talents of silver and 30 talents of gold. So, look at what Ezekiah did. So, Ezekiah gave him all the silver that was found in the house of the Lord and in the treasuries of the king's house. At that time, Ezekiah stripped the gold from the doors of the temple of the Lord and from the pillars which Ezekiah king of Judah had overlaid and gave it to the king of Assyria. Hello? What did he do? He reacted out of it. And he started running to the system of the world. Check me out. Whatever you do, whatever you want, I will give you. You can't give the world what the world wants. Let me show you again. You can't give the world what the world wants. The world wants your soul. Are you listening to me? Praise God. 
you must you can't negotiate with the devil nor with the flesh he doesn't keep his bargain the devil will never keep his bargain if he tells you all I want now is just this peace if you give me this peace I will be okay that's all no he will come back he will come back and demand for more so don't start what you cannot finish is somebody hearing me if you look at that story it's very interesting in 2nd Kings 18 verse 19 to 22 after he has already given the king Sennacherib what he wants the king came back and sent his men against Ezekiah and the Bible says uh, say now to Ezekiah thus says the great king the king of Assyria what confidence in this which you trust you speak of having plans and power for war but they are mere words and in whom do you trust that you rebel against me but by thought he negotiated and paid what the enemy asked him to pay but he came back and said he's rebelling against him and said what he wanted is to take them out of their inheritance and take them to another place hallelujah and that is when Ezekiah realized I've made a big mistake don't negotiate with the devil for your life for your children for your destiny hallelujah until he takes all that you have it will never cease so Ezekiel finally realized that something is wrong here and then he now run to God as his second line of defense and in 2 Kings 19 1 and so it was when Ezekiah heard it he, that he tore his clothes and covered himself with sackcloth and went into the house of the Lord that is where he should have gone in the first place. Hallelujah. And God would have given him strategy. What to do? He would not need that to, to have wasted and taken the gold out of the house of God. Don't compromise your stand. Anything you compromise, you will lose it. Whatever you gain by compromising your stand in the Lord, you will lose it. Hallelujah. Praise God. Don't ever agree with satanic claim. Tell Satan that you don't belong to him. The Bible says you are of God, little children, and you have overcome the world. Say I am of God. And I have overcome the world. For greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world. You see, in, in 1 Kings chapter 20, there was a story of the king of Israel that responded badly to the devil the king of Syria came against him and then he sent messengers to him and he said thus says and the king of Israel said to him thus says Ben-Hadad your silver and your gold are mine your loveliest wives and children are mine hello what kind of nonsense is that? And look at the response of this king. Sometimes, I mean, I don't want trouble. Let him have whatever he likes. At least, I know he will take all. Are you listening to me? And the king of Israel answered, in order to maintain peace, any peace you maintain by compromise will be lost. We maintain peace by conquering. In the kingdom, we maintain peace 
when we conquer. I just don't want, let me just, let them have their way, whatever they want. I don't like it. Let them just do whatever they like. Uh-uh. I'm taking my stand in the name of Jesus. The devil can't do whatever he likes in my life. Praise God. And the king of Israel answered and said, My Lord, O king, just as you say, I and all that I have are yours. Hey, say I'm not for the devil. I am not your Satan. I'm not your worldly system. I'm not yours, you powers of hell. This king said, we are yours. So if you have agreed that you, you belong to him, then he can have access. He can take whatever he likes. And the next verse 5 to 6, uh, the messengers of the king of Syria came and said, now my, 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 my servants will go into your house. Whatever they like, they will take. So you have already agreed. Is that not so? That's when in our heart says and say, see this man is seeking trouble. Uh-uh. You agreed to it from the first place. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. He was afraid to fight. That is why he was trying to negotiate in compromise. Don't be afraid to fight. You are made to fight. And you are made to win. Hallelujah. You are designed to fight. That's why you say in ammunitions, different ammunitions are designed for different things. And they're not designed to be kept. They are designed for battle. Hallelujah. And the tougher the battle, they bring more ammunitions, different types of ammunitions. I tell you, the devil hasn't even seen the kind of ammunitions you are bringing. Glory to God. You are a supernatural tank of the Holy Spirit that will cross every opposition because out of your belly shall flow what? Rivers of living waters. Glory to God. And when the enemy will come like a flood, the Spirit of God on the inside of you is going to raise a standard. So don't be afraid to fight. It's like you are driving a tank to the battle. And the tank tells me, I don't want to just put me here like decoration. The tank is not made for decoration. It's not made to go to party. It's made to fight. Are you listening to me? You are made to fight. And you are made to win. Hallelujah. And the referee of the game of life is on our side. He will never count you out. He will never, never count you out. In the name of Jesus. Glory to God. You are coming out on the top. The battle won't finish until you have won in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Don't be afraid to fight. Hallelujah. Number four. Always admit to God that you need help. You will ever and always need his help. You will always... Don't ever depend just on your intellect. Admit that you need help. Second Chronicles 20 verse 4 says, So Judah gathered together to ask help from the Lord. And from all the cities of Judah, they came to seek the Lord. Hallelujah. They came to seek the Lord. The Bible says he gives power to the weak. And those who have no might, he increases strength. Isaiah 40, 29, he gives power to the weak. So
also, when you admit before God, before the devil, you don't admit you are weak. You are strong. Are you listening to me? But when you are before God, you say, Lord, I need hope. You give strength to the weak. I need your strength. I need a fresh anointing of the Holy Ghost. I need a fresh word from you. Amen. Because he gives power to the weak. He receives the proud. James chapter 4 verse 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God receives the proud, but gives grace to the humble. When you humble yourself under the hand of God. Lord, I need all the strength. I need insight. Don't fight today's battle with yesterday insight. You need to go fresh to the Holy Spirit. Are you listening to me? Praise God. You need to go fresh to the Holy Spirit. He helps the helpless. But for those who feel they are strong, he let them fight in their own strength. Amen. Number five, rely completely on God and his power. Don't rely a bit on your flesh and a little bit on God. No, it's not 50-50. It's 100% God. And God will be the one to tell you what strategy to use. Are you listening to me? Look at verse 12 of 2 Chronicles 12. Oh, our God, will you not judge them? For we have no power against this great multitude that is coming against us. For we do, nor do we know what to do. But our eyes are upon you. Oh, glory to God. They didn't say, well, Lord. Uh, anyway, we got about 5,000 soldiers. And they are highly trained and intelligent, skilled. Uh, we, we have them uh, just add to this that we have. No, they rely completely. They rely completely. Uh, they say, you know, you don't go to God, Lord, I, I know I have some intelligence and some skill. Yes, he knows you are. In fact, he's the one that gave you. When you go and you say, Lord, I rely completely, he will be the one to fire up that intelligence. And fire up that life on the inside of you. Are you listening? Praise God. The Bible says in Isaiah 26 verse 3, you will keep him in perfect peace. Whose mind is stayed on you because he trusts you completely. He trusts you. That's one area we, we, we have a fight all the time. Are you listening to me? Because the devil tells you if you trust God completely, he's going to disappoint you. He gives you examples of people you think trust God and what happened. And you're going to go that same way. Hallelujah. Praise God. Rely completely on God. We can see as in the scripture, he completely depended on God. The Bible says in 2 Chronicles chapter 14 verse 9, Then Zerah the Ethiopian came out against them with an army of a million men. And 300 chariots. And he came to Maresha. So Esa went out against him. And they set the troops in battle array. In the valley of Sepeta. At Maresha. And in verse 11. And Esa cried out to the Lord his God. And said. Oh Lord. It is nothing for you to help. Whether with many. Or with those who have no power. Help us. Oh Lord. Our God. For we rest on you, not on those army we put there. 
when you are going for an interview, no matter how great you have prepared, you rest on him. Hallelujah. For we rest on you. And in your name, we go against this multitude. Oh Lord, you are our God. Do not let man prevail against you. Glory to God. Complete dependence. And what's the result? Verse 12. So the Lord struck the Ethiopians. Who struck the Ethiopians? The Lord. The Lord struck the Ethiopians before Asa and Judah and the Ethiopians fled. And, and Asa and the people who were with him pursued them together so the Ethiopians were overthrown and they could not recover. Your enemy will not be able to recover. I say your enemy will not be able to recover. No matter how tough and how rough it is, your enemy will not be able to recover. You will do a massive damage against the kingdom of darkness and they will never recover against you in the name of Jesus. And they could not recover for they were broken before the Lord and his army. Your enemy will be broken before you. Oppositions will be broken before you. Look at it. And they carried away very much spoil. In the midst of post-COVID-19 crisis, you will carry away much spoil. In the name of Jesus. Because when you completely depend on the Lord, the Lord will fortify you. He will make you to be fortified against the enemy. The Bible says those who trust in the Lord are they going to be like, they are like Mount Zion which cannot be moved but abides forever. And as the mountains surround Jerusalem so the Lord surrounds his people from this time forth and forever. Hallelujah. Praise God. As you trust the Lord, you become fortified. The Bible says those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and not faint. In the days to come, as you trust the Lord and wait on the Lord, the Lord will fortify you. The Lord will strengthen you. You will not be weary. You will not faint. You will not give up. You are going to stand on the victory platform, raising the shields of faith and the shield of faith and declaring that my God is alive. Glory to God. Number six, don't despise the prophetic word. God will give you specific words of direction through the spirit on the inside of you. You'll be led by the spirit. He will give you prophetic words to walk by. If you read verse 14 to 17, the Lord gave them a prophetic word. The Lord said, the battle is not yours. Go against them. You will not need to fight in this battle. You will, you, he even told them where they will be. He said, you will find them at the end of the brook. Before the wilderness of Jeruel, you will not need to fight in this battle. Position. Somebody say position. There's a spiritual position it will take. Position yourself. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord who is with you, O Judah and Jerusalem. Do not fear or be dismayed. Tomorrow go out against them for the Lord is with you. That was the prophetic word. They will not need to fight. And as the king waited on God, the Bible tells us he appointed people to worship. Wait on the Holy Spirit for the prophetic word. 
David was, was fond of that. Every time, he always got a word from the Lord. Even though he's a, he's a tough fighter, he has been trained. He said, the Lord has trained his finger to war. A bow of steel has been broken. He has fought lions and beaten them up and killed them bears. But he will ever trust the Lord. Hallelujah. In, in 2 Samuel chapter 5, verse 18 to 20, when the Philistines came against him, he asked the Lord, Shall I go up against the Philistines? Will you deliver them into my hand? And the Lord said to David, Go up, for I will doubtless deliver the Philistines into your hand. We need to listen for the prophetic word. We need to spend time to hear the prophetic word. And in, in verse 22 to 25, after he won the first battle, the Philistines came against him again. And he didn't say, well, last time the Lord said I should go against them. I would not need to find out what to do again. The Bible says he went back to God. Therefore, David inquired of the Lord. And he said, the Lord said to him, you shall not go. The strategy is changing the realm of the spirit. Hallelujah. Let me say it again. The strategy is changing in the realm of the spirit. And the Lord will show you what to do as you spend time fellowshipping with him. Therefore, the Lord said, you shall not go up. Circle around behind them and come upon them in the front of the mulberry trees. And it shall be when you hear the sound of marching in the tops of the mulberry tree, then you shall advance quickly. For then the Lord will go out before you to strike the camp of the Philistines. And look at this. And David did so as the Lord commanded him and he drove back the Philistines from Geba as far as Geza. Hallelujah. So what do we see here? The prophetic word is fresh all the time. He believed the prophetic word. You know what Judah, what, what Joshua told Judah? Believe in the Lord your God. You shall be established. Believe his prophets and you shall prosper. We can walk with the prophetic word that God gives to us. In 1 Timothy chapter 1 verse 18, this charge I commit to you, son Timothy, according to the prophecies previously made concerning you, that by them you may wage the good warfare. Hallelujah. When the Lord gives you the prophetic word, you can lay hold on that word and war with that word. Hallelujah. So don't abandon the prophetic word that God gives to you. The inspiration, the word that God speaks to you, you must lay hold of it. And finally, looking at these principles now, continue the law permits, praise yourself into victory. Glory to God. Praise what? Yourself into victory. Keep praising God until you see victory. Keep declaring the greatness of God. Don't ever let the devil, you know, mess up God's image in your heart. Is your God able? He wants to tell you he's not able. But your God is always able. Glory to God. The scripture talked about Jehoshaphat and his people in 2 Chronicles 20 21. 2 Chronicles 20 21. And when he had consulted with the people, he appointed those who should sing to the Lord and who should praise the beauty of holiness. They were just worshiping God, they were just praising God. God is good, God is awesome, God is merciful. 
And as they went out before the army and were saying, Praise the Lord for his mercy endures forever. They were singing, they were worshiping. You see, praise is not just when we gather, you must live a life of praise, a life of worshiping God. No matter how tough the battle is, lift up your hands of praise. My God is able. My God is awesome. My God is merciful. He's able to do exceedingly, abundantly, above what I ask or think according to his power that works in me. You know what? Turn every scripture into praise. Turn every promise of God into, into praise. Father, bless your name because you forgive me my iniquities. You heal my diseases. Glory to God. I bless you, Father, because you supply my needs according to your riches in glory. I bless you, Father, because greater is he that is in me than he that is in the world. As I approach the office today, I bless you, Father, because you are great under my inside. Hallelujah. You can turn every scripture into praise and into worship because when he has promised that, the promise is already gone forth and God is faithful and you can worship him because he's faithful to his word. Glory to God. They were singing. The Bible says when they began to sing, the Lord lay ambushment against the enemy. The Lord knows how to lay ambush against the enemy of your destiny, the enemy of God's purpose in your life. And you are going to stand on the victory platform in the mighty name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Don't run away from those battles. Those challenges. Confront them. In the name of the Lord. Confront them with, with absolute confidence in God and dependency on the Lord. Confront them. You can't push those battles away. You need to win them. And winning, you will. I say winning, you will. I say winning, you will. Because whatsoever is born of God overcomes. You are born to win over all adversity. You are born to turn every adversity into an advantage for your life. You are born to turn every wilderness into a wonderland. In the name of Jesus, you are born to turn every desert into a place of running water. In the name of the Lord. The Bible says when we go through the valley of weeping, we turn it into, into a spring. You are going to turn that business into a spring. You are going to turn that situation into a spring. You are going to turn that attack into a spring. It's going to become a place of reference of God's power, of God's glory, and of God's word. As other people will look into God through what God has done in your life. And you will become a witness for the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords. Because it's your season to live victoriously. No matter the toughness and the roughness that may come against us. The Lord is strategic God. And on the inside of you is strategic information that the Holy Spirit will bring to you. It's your season. You are living victoriously. You are coming out on top. You are coming out victoriously in power in the name of Jesus. Lift up your hands and bless the King. Bless the King of Kings. Bless the Lord of Lords. Worship Him. 
Give him praise. Give him praise. Oh, just worship him. Just worship him. Just magnify him. He is the King of Kings. He is the Lord of Lords. He will do a new thing. Hallelujah, hallelujah, hallelujah. We just worship you. Praise him because he's good. Praise him because his mercies endures forever. Praise him because his grace. His grace is available. He gives grace. He gives more grace, more grace, more grace. We just worship him. He gives more grace. And he's giving more grace today. Oh, we bless you. We bless you. We bless you. Giving thanks for victory ahead. Giving thanks for victory. It doesn't matter how tough it is. The Lord, the commander of the armed forces of heaven, is on our side. <laughs> if God is for us, who can be against us? And God is for you. God is for you. He sent his son who died on the cross, who rose again on the third day, who ascended to heaven and is sitting at the right hand of the Father, interceding for you. Because God is for you. Nothing can stand against you successfully. Giving thanks for victory. Giving thanks is our season of winning strikes. Winning strides all around you. We are winning every battle of life. We are winning every battle of life. In the name of Jesus. We go in the name of the Lord God of hosts. We go with the armor of light. We go with the weapon of righteousness. We go in the mighty name of Jesus. By the blood of the Lamb. We go against every host that will come against us. We are not defeated. In the name of Jesus. Father, we thank you. We are not defeated. We can't be defeated. We can't be stopped. Because out of our belly shall flow rivers of living waters. Because we can do all things through you who strengthen us. And so, Father, we thank you today. No matter how tough it may be, the tougher one is on our inside. The greater one is on our inside. And we ride, no matter the bumps, uh, we are riding on the eagle's wings. Oh, glory to God. No matter the bumps, uh, no matter the bumps, uh, we are riding on the eagle's wings. Uh, we are riding on the wings of the Lord uh, in the name of Jesus. For under his wings shall uh, we trust. Uh, we are riding on our wings. Uh, and in the name of Jesus, the weather may be rough. But we are not crash landing. <laughs> we are not crash landing. We are soaring high. We are soaring high above the opposition, above the, the bombs. In the name of Jesus, we are soaring high above the rough weathers. We are soaring high in the name of Jesus. For underneath us are the everlasting harm. Underneath us are the everlasting hand. And he carries us on his arm. Ah, oh, glory to God. He carries us.
Jesus on his armor. We are not falling down. We are being carried by the arm of the Lord. The arm of the Lord is making us victorious. Glory to God. Oh, hallelujah. The arm of the Lord is making you victorious. Glory to God. Father, we bless you. We are not going under. We are going over. We are not going under. We are going over. And in the name of Jesus, we are winners. In the name of Jesus, we are designed to win. And winning, we win. In the name of Jesus, I say you are designed to win. I call for the channels of the Spirit from your inside. In the name of Jesus, all the supernatural designs of God in your spirit that God has designed your spirit to be, let them come forth. In the name of Jesus, you are going through and you are blasting through. You are shutting down the gates of hell. He says you will possess the gates of your enemies. The season has come to possess the gates of your enemies. Everything that will rise against you, sickness, disease, poverty, lack, the system of this world, possess their gates in the name of Jesus. You are advancing quickly. You are advancing quickly. You are advancing quickly because the hand of the Lord is upon you. You, you possess every gate in the name of Jesus because the Lord builds you up and you appear you appear in his glory for when the Lord builds Zion it will appear in his glory and he said I will build my church and the gates of hell will not prevail against it he builds you up and the gates of hell cannot prevail the gates of Hades cannot prevail the gates of sin cannot prevail the gates of darkness cannot prevail. The gates of sickness cannot prevail. In the name of Jesus. And in this season, you will become a testimony. Leading many people to Jesus. It's your season to rise and to shine in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Father. Thank you, Father. Give him praise. Just give him praise. Glory to God. Ah, ha, ha. Yeah, 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 yeah. Glory to God.